Okay, we started uh, yesterday without having the actual kuntres. So, page five, this is the introduction. The actual readings are going to start later on, on page 11, but just we'll go through the rest of the introduction um, today. So, we spoke yesterday about the difference between Mashiach and Geula, and about how we have, even from Matmatera, that you have, although the main thing was the Tera, but it has to be given through a person. And so too, the Inyum Gula is also connected with Mashiach, the person we discussed. How is this Mishnah Tera that Rambam gives a separate parak for the whole idea of Mashiach, the person? See on page six, it says, When does Mashiach start his job? And we discussed that a little bit yesterday also. Then Rambam says a whole list of things Yaakov called Yisrael. Uh, and then he's been a mixed from Kame, Makabe's Nitche Yisrael. So then he's Mashiach Bavadi. So, so it means he's Mashiach. Mashiach has built the base of Mikdash. He's Mashiach before he builds the base of Mikdash. So when do his Pu'ulas in the world actually begin? So even before his Mikdash from Mashiach, the things he's doing before are all part of his Pu'ulas. The Rambam includes all those requirements that he has in the end of Perak Yeralif. Mishnah Teira, what it is he has to do to have a Chazaka being Mashiach, and then that's not enough, he could always have that Chazaka, and lose the Chazaka like any other case we discussed when we learned originally in the Dvar Malchus that it's possible, a person has a Chazaka, the person knows that this is your mother, this is your father and it could be that Chvesa switched in the delivery room, or what happened, and you find that they break the Chazaka there's such a thing, it's a Chazaka but if there's something that disproves it. So you can have a person of Cheskes Shom Mashiach, and the uh, Pashtas, that's the proof from Rabbi Kivan Bar Kochba, that he said that he's, he's Melch Mashiach, so he had a Chazaka being Mashiach, but he ended up not being the, 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 the Mashiach, Mashiach Vaday. He didn't build the base of Mikdash, it was not Mekabitz, it's a different story, but he didn't build the base of Mikdash. He had a Chazaka, and the Chazaka was broken, exactly. But if I care, the Mepharshim say that that was the, that's the Rambam Zeraya. Many of the Mepharshim say that, how does the Rambam know there's such a thing as having a Cheska Shul Mashiach and a Mashiach Bavada? He knows it from the story of, uh, of Barkoch. He had a Chazaka, then he turned out the, so, so we, so he, where the Rambam learns, Rabbi Kiva did not make a mistake. You have other, you have other, other Tanoim that say he made a mistake. The Rambam learns not like that. The Rambam learns that he didn't make a mistake, and he had a Chazaka. And as long as he had the Chazaka, so then uh, the Rambam says. It wasn't a call, I mean, there was some that disagreed. But the way the Rambam learns that he didn't make a mistake, and he had a Chazaka, and therefore, mm-hmm. uh, since he had a Chazaka being Mashiach, he had to listen to him, he had to go to war. The ones that held he wasn't Mashiach, held he had no right to make a war against the Romans. And he was a Radif. <laughs> he said he should be killed. So here he says, Malach Mashiach, here he says he should be killed. Was uh, was from me? Uh, there's uh, the whole rivet over there. All the all the nice Kalim speak about it over there. Anyway, we learned that once once upon a time we learned it, but that's what's relevant over here. You could have a person have a chazaka, and the chazka shumashiach, and it turns out the chazaka is broken. Okay, when is it finally finished? Then we know the mashiach bavadis bein mikdash bim kamei. Yeah, so we know bein mikdash. You know they have base rabbeinu above a little bit. Bein mikdash bim kamei means in Yerushalayim, and you can bring a carbon there. That's what it means. Because the whole idea of Shlema Mitzvah. 
So you have to be able to be to, to fulfill all of the mitzvahs. So what happens? So Mashiach has to build the base of Mikdash. No, he's not Mashiach until he builds the base of Mikdash. No, it's not true. He's Mashiach before he builds the base of Mikdash. But in order to finish his job, that he should be Mashiach Bavadeh. Fakat, that's what he has to do. Mashiach has to bring Shleimah's Tater Mitzvah. So how does he do that? He builds the base of Mikdash so he can bring Karbonus and do everything else that's uh, totally based on Mikdash. Then he's Makabiz in the Chay Yisrael. Then we'll have Shemitah the Arayis not like it is now. We'll have all the dinim that will depend on the Kol Yishvei Olam. Paul said the Zoroim, basically. Okay, so, um, and so when does he start his job? So the Rebbe explained in this Sikh Mishpotim that even before he's revealed in the world, or the world recognizing Mashiach, he's already having an impact in the world. And the Sikh Parshas Mishpotim, the Rebbe spoke then. It's now in the news also, the whole idea of nuclear disarmament. How it applies to today, we spoke about it a little bit yesterday. But now let's just learn what it says over here. So the Rebbe was speaking then, Parsha Mishpat and Nunbeis, about uh, the United Nations. So this is, uh, this is history over here, but it's important, to, to, I think, to, probably to uh, understand the Sikh on page 7. So this is the United States, uh, excuse me, the United Nations explaining why it was formed. It says nations were in ruin in 1945. The world wanted peace. It was right after the... the and the World War II, representatives of 50 countries got together at a United Nations conference, okay, from the 25th of April to the 26th of June. And then two months after that, they made up a charter to create the United Nations to prevent another world war, like the one they just went through. And then four months after that finished, it opened up on October 24, 24 1945, and it came into existence after its charter had been ratified by China. France, Soviet Union, the United Kingdom, and the United States, and the majority of everybody else. That's why you have this system that you have everybody sitting together, all the nations, but you have, like, in the Security Council, the way they made it, you can't do anything if there's one, per- one nation doesn't like, so it's uh, difficult to get it to do things. And aside from the fact of all the bias, the United Nations is going to point out at the next page. Now, why was it created? Why did they choose New York? Oh, then they chose... New York should be the place. And then they opened in Manhattan in 1952. So on footnote 24, the Sikha said the true reason for the setting it up in the middle of page, uh, page 7. This is from the Sikha Pashtun Mishpatim. The true reason for setting it up in New York City because it's the headquarters of my father, Adman Nesidarein. This is the place in Nesidarein. The Rebbe said, they, they said, you know, like we should really make it in New York because the Lubavitcher Rebbe lives in New York. You understand? This is, this is the pool of the Rebbe the Rebbe is giving us the proper lenses in which to view what's happening in the world. The emissary reason, the emissary reason is not the reason that they say. They're not even aware of the emissary reason. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing at all, but maybe up to Remus Ludover, so the famous Ram Hilchus Gerishin, Kefen Esei, So once the Bezdin says, if he has an obligation, Al Pidin. The Bezdin determines that halachically they're not allowed to be married, so then he's mechuyiv l'garshan. Okay, so he doesn't want to, so they, they force him, because he's got to give the get willingly. So what happens when they force him? Lachor, if you force somebody to give it a get, it, the get is no good. So the Rambam explains, but inside he wants to do all the mitzvahs. So he's screaming, "I don't want to give a get. I don't want to give a get. I don't care what the Bezdin says. I don't care she is mechuyiv l'garshan. I don't want to give a get." They whack him up a few times, they bend his arm, and then he says, I want, I want, yeah, you're doing it with your own free will? Yes, I'm giving my own free will. What's, what kind of, 
kind of story is this? Obviously, he's doing it because he's being forced. The Rambam explains he really does want. Okay, he's not even conscious of his inner will. He's just conscious he doesn't want. That's not the only. I'm just saying a rem is dover. The difference is that a yid has taka the rotzen to do all the mitzvahs. That's why it's like that. If the bezdin didn't paskin that he's mochui of lagarsha, and then they force him, then they get taka no good. Okay, and over here, where do we see that there's a pnimistic rotzen in the world to do rotzen Hashem? So there's a nitzitzelakus in the world, but we don't see such a thing that it's like the neshama that has a rotzen. A clear, revealed uh, desire to do the the rotzen Hashem, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I was only bringing it as a comparison that you can have the true reason for something, and there's no awareness whatsoever that that's really the motivating factor. Just like in the story of the get. So over here, so they went to New York. They decided New York. Why did they decide New York? They don't know the real reason for it. They weren't aware. Then why in the 1940s that was footnote 24, footnote 26, second paragraph in the bottom. The Rebbe tells us, it's not a direct quote, it happened shortly after Nesidarena came to the United States. And it started in 1942, and it completed the conference in 1945, and then they decided to build it in the city of Nesidarena. This is the declaration of the United Nations in 1944. Okay, the Rebbe continues, bottom paragraph on page 7, this emphasizes the fact that unity and peace among the nations is an outcome of Nesidarena's activities to purify the world through spreading teda, Yiddishkeit, righteousness, and justice all over the world. And therefore, the more Nesidarena refines the world, the greater is the establishment and success of the UN, made its goal to bring unity and peace in the world. So it wasn't just that here we have the person that did it. His pu'ulis, bagalui, of spreading tzedek v'yesher in the world and spreading teda mitzvahs in the world, so that made a refinement in the world, so that the world should start to come to, to realize to a certain extent the goal of, of uh, and the, not the goal, the outcome of the Bias HaMashiach, that there'll be a world peace. And eventually this will culminate in the ultimate and complete completion of the world's refinement and the fulfillment of the prophecy, and that said engraved on the wall of the building. So they themselves are saying that that's the, that the purpose. This is about Yemesa Mashiach. And it's right there on the building. So what's it coming from? There you already said by Beis Rabbeinu Shabbat which is given out in the Chedesh Cheshen a few months before. So here in the paragraph, uh, in the parentheses, I mentioned this paragraph yesterday that we all know Especially about Eretz Yisrael, but even other things too, with the United Nations, what kind of organization is that? And 30 years ago, it was also the same thing. But the Rebbe saw the potential that what they're saying is, we spoke about this more at length yesterday, that uh, the aspiration is itself something which is important, and that's the emiss important uh, feature of their existence, is this union of, uh, of world peace. Okay. So now, what was the, that was the background, and then the middle of the page 8. So what happened then? This is Sikha Parsha Mishpatim. What we're going to be learning is the introduction, like sort of background to that Sikha. What happened? Friday was January 31st, 1992, Yeah. So the heads of state are the five permanent nations of the Security Council, the UN Security Council. And they met to discuss what's going to be after the Cold War ended. The Cold War those that are too young to remember. So the Cold War was uh, the, the, not an open war with soldiers, but between America and Russia. And everywhere in the world, 
there were conflicts, so it was American Russia that was behind it. The Rebbe once said, I don't know if I mentioned yesterday, I mentioned another time, the Rebbe once said, by Fabrengen, Malchus, Misgara, Zubazu, that nations are, uh, are fighting with each other, or starting up with each other. So when they brought up in the, in the Sicha, so they looked and they saw that the, the regular mucker in Madrash, it says, Malchus, Misgara, Elu, Be'elu. Elu, Be'elu. But these and these, it's the plural, so they changed it. I remember the Rebbe spoke by Fabreng, and the Rebbe said they should at least have suspected me. Very, when the Rebbe wants to be uh, sarcastic, the, the Rebbe knows that the people that work for the Rebbe, you have to be very careful. So the Rebbe said they should have at least, they should have at least suspected me that I meant exactly what I said. So the Rebbe said, Take the girsa of the Medrash, which is more widespread, is Eluva Elu, it's plural. But if they look in such and such a place, I don't remember, I forget exactly which medrash it was. The Rebbe says, the gears is not Loshon Rabbim, it's Loshon Yochid. Zubazu. And I chose Dafke, the uncommon girsa, because wherever you look in the world, the conflict is between Zubazu. It's the United States against Russia. What was happening in Vietnam? So Russia was behind North Vietnam, America was South Vietnam. Wherever you looked, there was Malchis and Misgares, Zubazu. So that was the Cold War. And behind the Cold War were all these nuclear weapons to wipe each country off the map. Okay, so once Soviet Union dissolved in Tovshin Nun, the Rebbe said all the time beforehand, it's all a build-up. The Rebbe said, remember, the Rebbe said, oh, it's going to be Shnas Nisim. No, what's going to be? Nobody had any idea this was going to happen. Gorbachev himself said he didn't know what was going to happen. And then came Tovshin Nun, and the whole Soviet Union crumbled, and all the Yidden were free to leave, and you're free to keep Yiddishkeit. Without any wars, without any bloodshed. So then, so like, why is everybody, what, what happened to the Cold War now? The whole thing broke apart. So they said, okay, so what's going to be the Seder? So it included plans for disarmament, global peace, and mutual aid. And the next day, Shabbos, the Rebbe discussed the implications of this event. And that's on Shabbos, the President of the United States meant, met with the President of Russia, and they formally declared the end of the Cold War was declared on that Shabbos when the Rebbe said, the Sikha Parsha Mishpot. So in that sicha, the, the, the Rebbe explains the significance. We'll continue with Sashem tomorrow.